Lisa McLaren with the Leadership Loading Podcast with my guest today, Darren Bruce with IRL. And when I looked that up to research this, I thought, obviously, that means in, in real life, right? But it's actually International Radical Life Streamers. And he's got some other things going on over there. We'll talk about that as we get into all the details here. But Darren, welcome to the show. Thank you much for thank you very much for having me, Jason. So yeah, let's start off with your background and uh, what you're doing over there and how you got to where you're at today. Yeah, um, IRLS or Interna- International Radical Life Streamers was created to form a group of like-minded prof- people in the podcasting live streaming world. Um, we found a need that there was a, a group in the area, but they weren't kind of with the pizzazz and bang you would want of a, of a meetup group. So we kind of started that and that was based upon uh, meeting up with professionals uh, through a television or online series that I do called the DJ Sessions, where we feature uh, international and national world-renowned DJs and local DJs. And uh, we're a Twitch featured partner with that series, one of the first Twitch featured partners series, DJ show series, and also a podcast series. Kind of the whole backbone support of the DJ Sessions is a podcast, which I've been doing for about 17 years now. Definitely. We were talking about that before recording, like you know, Go Heroes started the podcast a couple of years ago, right before COVID, and we kind of stalled out during COVID. But we were um, just trying to get some kind of outreach because it's really difficult for us to meet first responders and meet uh, heroes, as we call them, that need our services. And so that's kind of why we started this. And that kind of plays into what you guys are doing over there. You know, you get these, in your case, a lot of people are digital, so they're online a lot. But in our case, our, our, our mindset is kind of introverted. Obviously, when we're in a team concept, we're out there and we're, we're doing our thing. But a lot of times when we're not that, you know, at work, we want to be by ourselves. And so we don't go to these social events usually. And it could be uh, either you just don't like that or you have some kind of uh, PTSD or brain injury that keeps you from enjoying that. And so this is kind of a pretty interesting concept you guys got going. Thank you. Yeah, um, that was one of the reasons why we started doing the DJ sessions was for people who may not be able to make it to the nightclub, maybe don't know much about the artist or the guest, and they could sit back, well, literally from anywhere in the world and tap into an episode and watch local DJs and or you know, celebrity DJs be interviewed and streamed live and, and basically on the go now with mobile devices. So there was, we kind of wanted to eliminate that little bit of FOMO that people might have um, and not just be a local show because we started out in broadcast television and that, you know, is only limited to your market that you're in. But once we went to podcasting in 2005 and took our broadcast television show there and had some successes with that, uh, I just realized I wasn't ever going to go back to broadcast television again. And then, of course, as technology moved forward, we started doing live streaming and kind of the rest is history. But again, our our main focus is live streaming. Uh, I like the interactivity that you can have being in the chat room. People can watch it from their mobile devices or their computers, obviously. But then the podcast aspect where people, if they don't, if they miss the live stream, they can still subscribe to it and get the down, get the episodes downloaded right to their mobile device or computer. Definitely. And I think with, with the uh, integration of Twitch and all that, uh, the live streaming, you're, you're there, but you're not there. And you're able to, like you said, not miss out on anything. And so you, you've got that, you've got the uh, mobile billboards and your other, your other business. So how many do you have total businesses? Uh, well, technically four, we just expanded I alternative media, which is the out of home advertising business down into Phoenix, Arizona. So we're looking at bring coming really strong into that market because it's 
wide open. Actually, the mobile billboard market is pretty wide open most markets. And it's a great avenue for people looking, if they're looking to retire, or looking to shift into business. It can be a little, little costly to get into, but you know, once you get in there, once you start getting some clients in, in the presence of people seeing what's going on, you really start seeing results with advertising. I mean, traditional media, you look at billboards, buses, you know, bus stops, you know, things that aren't, we're, we're desensitized to that now. It's just been there for a hundred plus years. Whereas you take a truck and you put some flat screen TVs or LED panels on it. You put a sound system on it, which we have that you can hear from literally four city blocks away and everyone sees what's on the side of the truck. So we also take that and use it for our show, the DJ sessions. And we put DJs in the back of the truck as we drive around and let people come back in like a party bus and party as well. So it's kind of mixing of the two businesses, uh, which I like. And then of course, international radical live streamers, that helps uh, kind of network within the podcaster network group, local group. We go out and do some fun events and have, and have some fun times and share tips and tricks. So if somebody was interested, say, you know, they're a military or veteran or first responder, and they're like, hey, I'm going to get out of this and start a DJ company or start an online media. What would be the first step? What do they need to start first and get into? You know, that would be two separate things. But the first thing to look at would be, I think, if I took it from the point of podcast, and I've been asked this question uh, a number of times is what should my budget be to start a podcast, start a show? And I said, what do you got in your pocket right now? It's as simple as literally doing it from your phone uh, or your laptop. Every laptop usually has a camera built into it. Our mobile devices have a, a, a built into it. You can get a camera for $99 if your webcam is really poor. A good internet connection. Make sure you have good 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 hard line, hard line internet connection. Don't do Wi-Fi. But really you can get a $50 LED light, a $50 lavalier mic, and you know, lighting and audio. When I worked for Apple, a lot of people would come in and they'd want to buy a $2,500 MacBook Pro because they had a $4,000 camera. And they go, okay, and I want to buy this training and I want to make movies and I'm going to look awesome. And I go, okay, so you just spent five, $6,000 on camera and computer. How much did you spend on lighting? Did you buy a tripod? Did you buy a microphone? Or they'd come in and they'd say, oh, I bought this computer. I bought Final Cut Pro and I bought this camera. And I want you to train me to make my footage look awesome. And I go, look, you can't take a pile of and make it into a brick of gold because you didn't set it up right in pre-production. And I'd say, hey, go out here, go to B&H or wherever it is and you know, buy a decent lighting kit. And back when I was doing this, LEDs were not common on the market. You know, so you're looking at getting total lights and you got 750 watts of light just shining in on you and everything. Nowadays, you can get a decent, I mean, the panels I'm using in my studio, I think I paid 50 bucks for. They're adjustable. They, I don't, I can do CTO or color temperature orange or go white depending on the lighting conditions. They're dimmable. They're battery packed as well. And you're ready to go. That's and then just know your content. That's the other part is know your content, research your content, find out something you're passionate about. Don't try to copycat other people's stuff or like, oh, they're talking about Charles Manson. So I'm going to talk about Charles Manson or, or they're talking about mail delivery service. So I'm going to talk about mail delivery service. Find some, find a niche and then research that niche and then find other industry professionals within that niche to, to start talking to because talking to the camera yourself is one thing and your subject matter is great, but it's always great to have guests on the show. Well, yeah, everything you just mentioned there is what we did here at, at the podcast, you know, starting off with guests and and then uh, starting off with 
cheapo stuff and then we've slowly been upgrading and mm-hmm. so i used to there. tell people i tell people and if you get that equipment use it till it breaks then buy it again <laughs> use it till it breaks and then see if you really like doing this and you want to really upgrade i mean getting a nice green screen is cool i just bought my first i'm actually anti-green screen um, just from the productions of my, my the DJ session shows, because we did the green screen thing 12 years ago. We had the, all the fun and the visuals in the back, and it looked cool and it was fun, and everyone's like, eh. But nowadays, it's just kind of common. I just bought a green screen that I have up behind me now, 80 bucks at my local camera store, you know, set it up on two light stands. And, you know, Mackie's one of our sponsors, so we get nice gifts from time to time. Um, but you don't need a $300 mic to do a podcast. Your audience, if you got, you know, Five people listening, that's great. You got 10 people listening, that's great. One thing I can say that's huge, though, is as these people are subscribing, find a way to capture their email addresses and start a monthly newsletter. Um, something you can remind them, hey, episode's out. Hey, got something. Or a Patreon. You know, that can really help out as well. And, and just dial it in. But it takes time to get all this dialed in. I've been doing this for 13 years, and we're still dialing in our brand to now take it international. You know, even after we've done 20... I think I just counted that 2,325 episodes. Definitely. And, and love what you're talking about. We talked to, before we started recording about going to the video podcast, which are fairly new and we haven't pushed those out yet. We've been doing the YouTube, but, uh, and then our background here, it, we record in two different spots. So we keep a kind of universal background that way. It doesn't change every episode. You're like, well, he was here this time, <laughs> you know, want to keep it streamlined. So people aren't worried about what's in the background and what we're talking about. So definitely learning all that as we go. Yeah. Unless I'm on location, then I'm green screen. Like I I fly to Phoenix this weekend and I'm going to be poolside down there doing some stuff. And I'm going to be like, you know what? It's palm trees and blue sky pool behind me now. I don't want the DJ session lower. We're going to Amsterdam later this year for a huge international music conference. We're going to be on the street. I don't have time to set up a green screen and do all that. It's like, but I want that on the street in reality, you know, flavor though. is what I'm looking for. But um, yeah, just having a nice, simple backdrop and you don't got to go out expensive. You could buy a, uh, get a black sheet and hang up the black sheet behind you. You know, just don't make it look like your living room or, I mean, you can start out if you want to, that's great. But with the, you know, when you go to video podcasts, you got to kind of take those elements in. But if it is just an audio podcast, just getting a really decent mic is going to be key. Uh, and, and learning the basics of, even if you're on a Mac, learning GarageBand, uh, if you're on a PC, uh, I think Audacity is that one of the free ones. I think that's still around. Um, that's a really basic, and there's tons of tutorials and tips on YouTube and all that that are out there. Um, you know, one of the difficult things about doing a video podcast that a lot of people find uh, difficult is to find out where to host their video podcast because there are some services out there, but they're more geared towards audio hosting, not video hosting, right now. And, while I'm not a, they're not a sponsor of our show, but I use them. They've been really friendly to us and really kind and really helpful. I was turned on to a company called Podbean a few years ago, uh, 2018, when I had to shift of about 700 gigabytes of data videos from GoDaddy servers over to a new hosting service. And I was like, because ah. ah, GoDaddy slapped us on the hand for doing about 120 terabytes of data a month on a $15 a month hosting account. Yeah, they, they, that was like the sixth time they, they kind of said, nope, can't do this anymore. But Podbean offers a great plan, $40 a month, unlimited hosting, um, 
video podcast package, which is just phenomenal. The max size of a video podcast can only be three gigabytes, but with compression technology now, I can get an hour down to about 750 megabytes. And that's just using standard settings in Final Cut Pro when I export. And in Windows and you know, Adobe will have the same, same compression settings as well. If you really need to, you can go get Handbrake, compress that down even further if you want to. It's a free program, pretty awesome one that I've used in the past. But um, upload it to, to Podbean and then Podbean will send it to Apple, send it to, you can even actually send videos directly in Podbean when you publish to YouTube once a day. Uh, but they, they're pretty much connected with everything on the back end. It's a really great tool that I use. It actually is one of the backbone supports of what we do at the DJ sessions. That sounds interesting. We'll have to look at that here because that's one of our, you know, streamlining everything is what we're trying to work on. So, like you said, you've been doing it for 15, 17 years or we're in year years. two now. So <laughs> One of the first video podcasts in the iTunes music store when they launched the video podcast section, which was about two or three weeks after they launched the video iPod and uh, saw some success there. So we debuted at number 58 in the iTunes store and uh, I'm sorry, number 48 in the iTunes store and rose to position number 23. And at one point we we're doing 300,000 downloads a week and everyone else in there was doing massive downloads a week too, because none of the broadcast shows had come out yet because they couldn't announce them and all the deals weren't locked in. And so, um, we're asking everyone, how do we monetize this? That is the biggest one is how do you monetize a podcast? And it's very difficult because you don't get the same thing like broadcast television, what are called Nielsen ratings or radio Arbitron ratings. So, you know, don't do it for the money. If you're in it for the money, <laughs> unless you've got some really top-notch guests, and you've got a really good distribution platform and a great social media campaign and all that fun stuff and a team of people doing this then you're like Gary Vaynerchuk or Joe Rogan you know even they didn't start out that way they started I think Gary started out with a wine show just talking about bottles of wine something like that and here's what here's what I got this week and eventually grew the show up and Joe they didn't start out you know all fancy fancy studio 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 um, but the podcast world is kind of still a wild wild west environment where it's kind of one of those last bastion of where you can freely talk about what you want to talk about and get it out there. And there's going to be, if you're interested in something, somebody else is going to be interested in it. You just got to find them, you know, and that's, that's kind of how your podcast will grow. But, you know, if, even if you have 10,000 people watching it, you know, at that point, or even a thousand people set up the Patreon, ask them for that dollar a month or $2 a month, or, you know, special episode, you'll get this episode before other people get this episode you know, two days before it releases and just those donations. I mean, you know, you start getting, you know, $2 a month from a thousand people, that's 2000 bucks a month, you know, and that can start leading to buy new gear <laughs> that can lead to making a website, um, you know, helping your social media presence grow, all that kind of fun stuff. So um, slowly, but surely take it there. And I used to tell people in the beginning, you know, if you're really serious about this, when you hit a hundred episodes, if you're doing one episode per week, but you mean you're in this for about two years, you're going to break over that threshold, you know, but if you get 15 episodes in, you're like, this isn't for me, or I'm not seeing the rewards. I'm not getting thousands of downloads and my stuff is awesome. I'm like, that's not how this works. <laughs> it takes time. So um, just be patient with it and, 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 and hone in and research and know your subject matter. Definitely. Definitely. And so with all those businesses, uh, you got to, you know, practice leadership, right? So what's your one leadership mantra or leadership skill that you like to focus on? You know, I think the biggest thing 
for me, and I'm writing, I'm going to finally one day publish a coffee table book on this. It, it's, it's just, it's in the works and it's still, problem is it's always ongoing. It's my to-do lists. If I didn't have my to-do lists, I would get so burnt out and so lost. And it's everything from, you know, whether it's making a major call to a record label or a celebrity or making sure I'm saying upload my shows, edit my shows, or even do laundry, shave, do the dishes, whatever goes on that to-do list. And I can look at that to-do list because over the years, I've burnt out so many times, like three or four, well, three or four times. I've literally burnt out where I didn't want to pick up a camera. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to edit a show. I didn't want to go out. And now that I have my to-do list and the timing that I have, I wake up in the morning, it's nine o'clock. I'm doing my stuff about five or six o'clock. If it doesn't, if it's on the to-do list or it's coming out of my mind, I put it on the to-do list, I'll save it for tomorrow. You know, burning that midnight oil and going into the late night hours. I mean, I still do it from time to time, um, but I like it. And also, I mean, we got these phones. If an idea pops up, I drop it on my phone. If it's after hours or if it's just an idea, I'm sitting here talking to you. I'm like, oh yeah, I wouldn't do it in the middle of a podcast, but write that idea down and keep it. Same idea as uh, keeping a notepad and pen next to your bed. Don't, don't sleep with your mobile device next to your bed. Put your mobile device out in the living room. Get some rest, <laughs> you know? And if you do have an idea, grab that pen and paper and make that to-do list by the bed so you remember it because you fall asleep, you're going to wake up, you're not going to remember it. So to-do lists are probably my number one key thing. And, and I literally have stacks of to-do lists going back for years. And I can decode them. I know what the words on them mean. <laughs> Somebody looked at me like, what does this mean? What does this mean? This? But I can actually keyword each one of those go, I know exactly what that was. And that keyword could be something that's major $100,000 deal. But I said, call drink manufacturer right next to do laundry. <laughs> so to-do list, I think, or something that helped keep me and I think keeps everyone organized uh, in their pathway. All right. But well, Darren, how can the listeners get a hold of you and find you? Yeah, uh, I would say first and foremost, go to our website, thedjsessions.com. All of our socials are there at thedjsessions.com. Um, we're constantly publishing new stories, new interviews. If you're into electronic music and all that, we've actually expanded our, our, our base of um, content to now not just include DJs and producers and music guests, music sets and our own content, but we've opened it up to the entire electronic music world. So we want to talk with all industry professionals, lighting designers, producers, promoters, managers, record labels, you name it. If you're in the electronic music industry, we want to talk to you. And if you're interested in the electronic music industry, we want to become that place that you come to and go, I read this story here. Let me share that on social media. So the DJ sessions.com and all of our socials are there. Awesome. We'll put those links in the show notes below. Thank you. Well, thanks, Darren. Thanks for coming on the show today. Absolutely, Jason. It was a pleasure. There are thousands of leadership and management podcasts to choose from. We're glad you chose the Leadership Loading Podcast, a Go Heroes production. If you'd like to support Go Heroes Inc., visit www.goheroes.org. And with that, it's time to wrap up today's show. Thank you so much for listening. We sincerely hope you liked it. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with your family and friends. Let's all grow together. Thanks for listening to the Leadership Loading Podcast. Leadership Inspired.